The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Welcome to another fun, exciting, action-packed edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd. How are you guys? I hope you guys are doing well. This podcast is special. This is uh, me and my good friend, Mr. Scotch, who you know from many of Poorly Made Podcasts. A couple months ago, and we'll get more into it in the podcast, but a couple months ago, he hit me with something which I wish I would have heard two years ago, and I thought... This is a message relevant that everybody, maybe this would help somebody. So we're going to talk about it. We have a little bit of fun. And then we also hit something near and dear to me, which is lazy investigating and lazy police work and shenanigans as always. But first, before we get into the podcast, I got to give big, huge, awesome thanks to our good buddies over at officerprivacy.com. As you guys know, if you're a regular listener, Officer Privacy they remove your information from people search sites. As a law enforcement officer, it's awesome because if you're involved in something, you don't want people running out and figuring out who you are. You know, Somebody in your community doesn't like you after an arrest. They can't look up your address and figure out who lives there with you and if you have kids and all kinds of stuff, right? Taking your information off these people search sites is, I think, something all law enforcement should do. But I wanted to talk about something else they do. It's uh, it's almost spring. It's almost fundraising season. And I know throughout the country for law enforcement officers, and I'm sure people that listen to the podcast, you may have fundraisers for different sorts of events. Pete James over at Officer Privacy, he wanted me to let you guys know, the listeners know, if you're somebody that does these fundraisers, contact them on the Contact Us part of their website, and they will gladly offer a six-month privacy package, a $300 value which gives whoever wins it uh, free data removal and monitoring for six months. They do all the hard work with that. So just contact them, and they will help you out with that. So if you got a fundraiser coming up, you know people that run the fundraisers, have them go contact Officer Privacy, and that is a great gift to give to somebody. All right, we're going to get right into the podcast with dear Professor Scotch. But first, music. I feel like we can pick it. And we'll be right back.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today we're going to take a fantastic journey and we're going to talk to one of the great minds in law enforcement, one of my best friends, one of the smartest guys I have ever met. But I cannot help myself. Professor Scotch, how are you, buddy? I'm great, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. I got to lead up to what this podcast is all about this uh, evening with Mr. Scotch. A few, I would say it was probably a couple months ago by now, we were we were having a conversation with some of our peers, and I don't remember exactly what this conversation was about, but it was about law enforcement and obviously and leaving and, and, and dealing with the, uh, I don't know the best way to put it, but just kind of dealing with all the noise from the outside of it. And you hit me with a story that you're going to tell. And it it fucking blew my mind. And I I kind of half jokingly, half serious said at the time, if I would have heard what you said when I was about to quit, I probably would have given it a lot more thought. I mean, I gave it a lot of thought, but I would have given it even more thought. And who knows what would have happened. So don't fuck it up now. Can you tell us the story? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what we were leading. It will let into this something about law enforcement and the trials that we're going through now, but it reminded me, uh, of a guy. So I was his FTO. Um, we need to, I guess we should give him a name, a fake name. Um, Ray, let's call it. Can we call him Ray? I was going to say Mr. Boner, but Ray's good too. <laughs> okay. so, um, so Ray Boner was my boot and uh, kind of, he, he actually had more years in law enforcement than I did. And uh, he, he just, uh, he came to my agency. So I was his FTO and really and truly, he probably taught me more about law enforcement than I taught him. Um we're still best friends to this day. So, um, but at, at this time we were both new to the area um, and we were kind of learning things together. And after a while um, we got to talking, this was, this is pre Ferguson, pre anything like that. I mean, this is probably uh, 2011, probably 2012. Um so things weren't as bad as they are now, but he had started to notice um, the way that I guess society in general disproved, dare I say, hated law enforcement, especially in the area that, that I was training him in. And it bothered him because Ray was and is a really, really good guy. He joined the profession for the right reason. Um, and legitimately just wanted to help. He just wanted the community to be better and the kind of guy that would, you know, stay out, whether he was, whether he had OT or not, if, if, you know, it was right to stay out and help this person or whatever, he would, he would go the extra mile, but that's why it bothered him because he was just there to help. And he was, you know, getting spit on sometimes literally in return. Um, so 
his mother was older. Um, she had him at a late age. So his mother was, um, I want to say she was early seventies. Um, and he was around my age. So, uh, she, you know, she had a lot of wisdom, a lot of life experience and things. And, um, he, he brought this problem to her, you know, I'm just trying to help. Uh, I'm, I do all this extra stuff and I, I don't need to thank you. I don't need a pat on the back. I don't need any of that, but at least don't hate me. Uh, you know, and his mom, uh, made the comment and this is what really, really stuck with me for well forever. So it's still sticking with me and, and him too. And it really helped. And, uh, she said society will eventually hate anyone that comes to help them and anyone that comes to save them. Society will eventually turn on them and hate them. So initially Ray and myself, uh, that made like zero sense. Um, but she's like, um, you know, um, Jesus Christ, like the savior of mankind, the son of God came to earth to literally save mankind and save our souls. And that only lasted for a short time. Like even, even the son of God came down and what did we do to him? We, we spit on him. We cursed him. We tortured him, uh, you know, and crucified him on the cross while we made fun of him and mocked him. So, you know, what makes you, you fellas think you're any better than, than Jesus himself? Uh, you know, so that put things into perspective. She was right. Um, not to be all doom and gloom, but that made a whole lot of sense to me. Um, and, and a lot of sense to Ray as, as well. I mean, that really, really put things into perspective and th that's not, I, I, you know, and I kind of added this part to that philosophy um, there's much more honor in doing the right thing, being ridiculed for it, and then continuing to do the right thing. There's so much more honor in that rather than doing the right thing, getting a pat on the back. Good job. Then you continue to do the right thing. Hey, good job. Another pat on the back. There's way more honor in doing this because it's right regardless of the reward or the lack thereof to, to continue doing right, continue doing right by your brother, you know, and sisters on earth. There's much more honor in just doing what you're supposed to do and doing right by your neighbor and getting spit on and then continuing to do right. No matter what, what you get in return, you know, that's, I mean, kind of, Kind of literally, that's unconditional love. I mean, you're 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 loving these people. You're giving for these people, regardless of how they treat you. So much honor in that. So this is the second time that I've heard this, mm -hmm. and it hit the same way as it did a couple months ago. Like, fuck, I wish yeah. I I had that wisdom. And I, I'm not going to come in here and pretend that this is going to save a bunch of people's careers because it, it maybe it won't. But I think it really puts everything into perspective 
even if you're not religious, I know, you know, it's these, I'm not, (laughs) we're not going to go in the left field here, but it's not fashionable always to be religious. Not everybody is religious. I get that. I understand that. And I don't shit on anybody else's beliefs as long as you're a good person, but the moral of it to me is still the same. Take the religion part out of it. If you want, Uh, I'm going to leave it in, but it really just kind of puts everything in perspective because for me, yeah, the only reason I didn't want to be a cop anymore where I was a cop was not just the fact that I didn't feel like people wanted me to be there. There was a lot of outside parts of that too, you know, being supported by administration and stuff like that, but it all still ties in. Like, I think we all know. Yeah, the, the empty can rattles most. There's a lot of people in communities, not all communities, shitty communities, let's be honest, that don't want law enforcement. And that weighs on you, right? That that mm-hmm. even if it's the the empty can rattling and it's just a vocal minority, you still hear it. And it's hard to ignore. And then you also see, well, if I do the right thing, I may be hammered for it. But that if you step back in uh, my world famous helicopter view, and you look at it and you think about what the professor just said, he's right. I know not everybody gets into this job for, I don't know. It's a calling to me. I know it's a job to to some other people, but if you're really there for the right reasons, I think this applies. Mm-hmm. I wish I heard this. I don't know. Two, two years ago. So where the fuck were you? I try to be friends with you. You ignored me. I did not, good sir. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know. I don't know when I hit you up. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Can we talk about you hitting me up? And we'll get, and then we'll talk about the serious thing. By the way, I'm a terrible host. I didn't ask how you were doing, how everything yes, was going. I was just, nah, no, I kind of, no, I sure. kind of pussyfooted. I was basically like, all right. Tell me about Jesus, and then we we no. fucking went nuts. No, you're a bad listener, sir, because you asked me how I was doing, and I told Not you like how I was doing, and you didn't listen. And I said I was doing, quote, I don't remember what I said, but it was either good or I was doing fine. Got to play back the tape. Play it back. Well, let's let's take a step back here. <laughs> when I first – you emailed me. I don't know if you hit me up on – um, social media first. And I think the reason you thought I ignored you is because I'm fucking awful at checking my emails. I never thought you ignored me. You were actually, I was surprised you even responded. And at first I was like, God, this guy's kind of weird, but I kind of like him. <laughs> I don't even remember what I told you or what I said. Should I read it? Should I read the the email that you sent me? Was it Our threatening? Introduction? I don't know if it was threatening. I mean, there was the dick pic. <laughs> Um, that was kind of what really got me going into this. You know what? I want to talk to this guy. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's got an awesome curved dick. And <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to this guy. I, I don't even remember. I have no idea what I told you. I don't know. I was probably, I'm, there's a possibility. I was mildly intoxicated. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, should I, I read, it? read it? Okay, let's find it. Let oh me, God, let me read this. I got to make sure. I probably sound like a huge douche. Holy crap! Is this you? God, you have one labeled 
Why do you hate me? That was, I think, after you ignored me. I, mean, I don't know. Oh my god, what a little bitch. Okay, I know. I'm this a different. Is really person. off topic from our heaven and hell, but we're here now. <laughs> the first email, I believe, the subject is farting on the PA. Okay, that's probably accurate. That's probably me. That's mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, brother, which you assume my gender. My name. <laughs> is Mr. Scotch. I know you have so many good dudes wanting to be involved in the podcast, and I know the list is growing. I'd love to chat with you and shortly explain uh, what you've done for me and my small circle of guys. Oh, how nice. <laughs> and that's kind of how it starts, and then it goes into, into your stories. And then, because I didn't email right away, you were like, why do you hate me? think that's the intoxicated one okay good anyway <laughs> uh that's a little off topic but but back to what we were talking about i have noticed a trend that a lot of people that left around the same time as me are coming back have mm-hmm. you noticed it i mean i don't know if people left in droves like they did in some other places I don't know if you have that observation all the way in West Virginia that people have left and come back. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I have. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to say we didn't have a mass exodus, but we had, we had a lot of folks coming out around the time you were um, coming out of the closet. And they seems like, (laughs) (laughs) it seems like in the last maybe year, it seems like a lot of those same guys are coming back. They might be coming to a different agency, but some of them are coming back to our agency. And I really don't know why that is. Well, I have two theories. One theory is <laughs> we're dumb. and It's the only thing we know how to do. Mm-hmm. Or we have that calling to serve. I or think it's a lot of, uh, yeah. I, I agree with that. That's yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I can do, I know as my dad used to say this all the time and it's so true. So I know a little bit about a whole lot of things and I can do a little bit of plumbing. I can do a little bit of carpentry. I can do a little bit, you know, I can play the guitar a little bit. I can, um, you know, I can work on my pickup a little bit. But the thing that I'm best at is this job. So what are your skills? You know, uh, being a cop. What are you best at uh, being a cop? You know, and there's not a whole lot of other jobs out there where this would be. Eh, I was going to say this, this would be great on a resume. What experience do you have? And this was some type of private security or, you know, some type of contracting overseas. But aside from that, there's not a, you know, if you want to, you know, I don't know, start uh, some kind of contractor business, electrician or uh, plumbing or, you know, I don't know, auto mechanic, your skills are investigating crime and arresting people. So that it doesn't really, relate to a lot of other things if you know what i mean yeah well and what's funny is as i remember having conversations with people they're like oh yeah these these skills they they're great for other jobs 
and they probably are, but we just don't know how to. We're not good at algebra, so we're not sure what X is that makes it good at something else. Like what what is that step we need to take to Correct. make it work? I mean, like, you know, traffic guys is easy. They can go work for insurance companies or whatever. And yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure same with like people that are good with arsons and stuff like that. And there is a need in the private world for investigators and stuff like that, but it's it's not a ton of people. True. I, I was gonna say, because I've I've given great thought. Um, and I, God, I hate to make this about me, but the only person I know better than me is, is your penis. And I know <laughs> I was having a conversation. Well, let me take a step back. I, I, I take a look at what I'm doing now and I, I, I hope, I hope I can do this forever. And I don't know if it's possible, right? Let's, let's be honest with each other. Um, I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not Adam Carolla. I'm not. You know, these other guys, I'm, I'm a guy, I have a, apparently people like listening to it. I can make some memes and I can push some buttons and make some fart sounds. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. Right. I, I certainly hope for the best, but I try to be a realist and objectionable and, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm getting older. I'm not quite the dreamer. I used to be, if I was 25 doing this, I would be like, Oh yeah, I'm fucking doing this forever. I, I, I've seen some things. I know some things now uh, that doesn't say I'm going to give up on you guys, but I'm, I'm going to try my best, but I I'm also trying to be objective about all of it. By the way, we're going to get into it later, but why I'm talking about, you know, what this podcast is and, and what it'll be or if it'll be later on in the podcast, we're going to talk about something that's really fucking important to me. And if you don't, if you've listened to all the podcast and if, and if you take anything away from it, I hope you take that away from it, but we'll get to that. But I thinking the other day, okay, so I like this. This is going very well. Can I support my family on this? Can I do this for an extended period of time? I don't know. So I start, okay, what are what are my options? Okay, well, there's a lot of manufacturing jobs around here. I don't know about you guys, but after you've been a cop, and you can get in a car, and yeah, you may have some calls to go to, but you have a lot of freedom. You can drive around all over your jurisdiction. You can get outside. You can go outside. You can change up your patrols. You can, you know, you're going to different places. You're not in just one static spot. I don't know about you, man. I don't think I could stand in front of a flame and fucking weld for eight hours a day. Could you? No, no. And, and that's me and a buddy was talking about this the other day, dude. Um, everyone probably in every agency in this country can bitch and complain about what they don't like about their department or about this job. You and I can, we do it all, all the time. We do it every day. We complain to each other about, you know, stuff, but on the flip side of that, dude, there's a lot of freedom. <laughs> if I want to stop in the 7-Eleven and get, you know, a big gulp, I can. If I want to eat at this restaurant or that restaurant or, and, and yeah, when things are serious, things are serious. When things are busy, things are really busy. When things are really important, they're really important. But a lot of agencies out there can, uh, dare I say, pick and choose 
how you spend your shift. Um, a lot of agencies can pick and choose which calls they want to take. A lot of agencies can pick and choose, you know what, I'm going to go run some traffic today. The area that I work now, I have the option to kind of choose. I want to, I'm going to bang out some traffic for a little while. And then I'm going to go, uh, I need to follow up with this person and get a statement. I need to go look at video footage. And then I'm going to finish out that report I started. And then I might go uh, do some more traffic um, and answer calls as they come in. There's so much freedom in, in most agencies. I can't speak for the whole country, but there is a whole lot of freedom in this job that I think we take for granted. Let me throw another one out. We've, oh. we've all bitched about supervision and brass for sure. And I'm just thinking out loud here. If you have a bad boss, they're not in the car with you, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay, that guy fucking pissed me off. All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go drive 15 miles away, and uh, we <laughs> let uh, we let them live rent free. I think a little bit. Uh, I think yeah. we're all guilty of that to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We we don't have a supervisor breathing down our neck all the time. The whole eight, ten, twelve hour hour shifts, whatever we work. There's not, generally speaking, unless there's some type of special, you know detail or special day that you have we only have to be around us there's days there's i've went a week before and never laid eyes on on a supervisor um you know or just in and out with a supervisor here and there you go and and stare at a flame welding metal all day you know or working you know on a computer all day or uh putting roofs on houses all day you're probably going to have a supervisor staring at you every second that you're working and the second that you stop to take a smoke break or to, you know, take a piss or to, you know, drink a Pepsi, you're going to get yelled at. And we don't have that in law enforcement for the most part. I'm, I mean, maybe some guys do, but I don't know any. And I certainly don't want to take away from all the stuff, all the things I've said, all the thing, like the, the guests of this terrible podcast have said over the last, uh, year and a half or so now. Shit, it's probably almost two years, but well, I don't know. Can't do math, but it doesn't matter. It's It's been on for a while. And the the complaints are real. Sure. There's no doubt, but you know, it's the positive mental attitude and dealing with it and how you're getting through it. And to get back to this original point of eventually people are going to come after you, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has a fucking opinion. I mean- Every single story you go on, every comment section, the cancerous comment sections of social media, you get in those. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a feel-good story. There's going to be somebody in there that doesn't like the way somebody did something. You Mm -hmm. cannot win. You cannot make everyone happy. And you will never make everyone happy. There are very few people that have ever existed on this planet that people go, oh, yeah, yeah, that dude was cool. That guy was awesome. And it's everybody agrees on it. Right. I mean, that's what like, George you... Washington. George Washington's awesome. There's some fucking people in England are like, fuck that guy. Um, exactly. It, and there's some people, you know, that are alive today in America. They're like, well, you know, he fucking stole land and he it's all this is his fault. And 
you know, people, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. There's going to be people that'll say, well, fuck Abraham. It doesn't matter what it is. And I don't, I don't want to get too corny or anything, but if, if you're doing what's right and you know, it's right in your heart, you just have to do it. You know, you can't, exactly. you can't get wrapped up in trying to make everybody happy because there are people that their sole reason for existing is to complain. And um, I'm going to fucking fuck up the word, but uh, what's the, the word when you just want to say everything opposite of uh, your contrary contrary. There you go. That's the big word I'm looking for. By the way, let's do the word of the podcast again. Get that into a report and send it to me. That would be fun. But everybody wants to be contrarian, right? Like everybody mm-hmm. just, you know, like a, a page I like, Visiblue, they shared something in their story where, you know, they sell. Here's free advertising, by the way, you fuckers. They sell beanies that say police on them and they're like neon. So it's good for off duty kind of shit where if you get into something, you can identify yourself hopefully right is it a hundred percent fail safe no but it's something right and somebody's like well if i would just see somebody's gun i wouldn't even look at the beanie why are you sending them a message to complain Mm -hmm. you you don't need to do that you can just move on and i think that's a kind of a good example of all the shit i'm talking about is I, i know we're talking about unconditional love in here a little bit but for this for this part of it they don't matter right like Go mm-hmm. take care of them if they call for help, but their opinion doesn't matter. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. And a, a lot of people, they argue and they're contrary for different reasons. A lot of times, and, I, and I'll say, um, sometimes I'm contrary with my wife. And that's a part of my, maybe call it sarcasm. That's sort of my shtick this is sort of my comedy thing is to be contrary just to be funny sometimes people will throw a comment well that's stupid because you know x y and z well maybe they're just trying to be funny and then some folks they want to be contrary because they want to engage in argument about something so i found you know the best way to handle any adversary is or, or any decision just make sure that you're going to be able to sleep at night and not lose sleep over the decision that you're getting ready to make. Um, you know, you did the best you could with what you had to work with. I know you're very familiar with that. Boyd. Um, you just do the best you can with what you got, which ain't much. Um, <laughs> but, but, and, and you, you just, man, that's what you do. You do the best you can. You try to do right by people. Um, you try to do the right thing and you can lay your head down at night and say, you know what, maybe I didn't make the best decision, but I, I made the best one that I, that I, thought at the time and there's always with every decision you make you know this and the folks listening know this with every decision you make you're going to piss someone off somebody's going to be contrary whether they are legitimately upset at your decision or whether they just want to argue there you're never ever ever going to please everyone in every situation someone's going to be pissed someone's going to be super happy it's just that's life that is what it is man and you just got to let it go you got to let it off your shoulders hey i can explain why i did what i did I can explain it. I can go home and eat a bologna sandwich and go to bed on it. I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about it. And I, <clears throat> I have caught myself really, really stressing, really losing sleep, really thinking too hard on my days off about upsetting someone for some decision that I've made, mostly at work. 
you know, uh, I did this on an investigation. I arrested this person on this call. And, you know, because I did that, someone was really upset. Well, you know what? That's the best decision that I can make with the information that I had. And if I did wrong, then, you know, whatever, I'm sorry, but I made the best decision I could with what I have to work with. And, and to kind of piggyback on that, when you care, it's hard, mm-hmm. right? When mm-hmm. you care, it's hard because you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And, and I got to be honest, it is, I think it is a good thing. You put a lot of pressure on yourself to do the right thing and to make the right decision. Sure. Uh, and I think those are two different things, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you can do the right thing and maybe you're, you're, there's multiple solutions, right? Mm-hmm. There, I, I don't know about anybody else, and hopefully this doesn't give away where I worked. I don't think it will. But I know there's places the way they test, where they used to test, is you'd go in and you'd watch a video and you get, it's A, B, or C, but every answer could be right to a certain extent. Like you may watch a video and answer A is, you know, that's mostly right. That's, you know, five points, right? You know, B could be, well, no, that's fucked up, zero points. C could be one point. Well, you're on the right track. And the other one, D, could be three. And a lot of police interactions are kind of like that. And there Mm -hmm. may be days where, like, fuck, the best you get is three points out of five. You know, even though you're trying to get that, you may not, you know, maybe you don't see the situation clearly. And, you you know, you make a mistake and you learn from it. You could have handled things better. But – I still think that's acting with a good heart and doing the right thing. Cause you're trying, you know, cause we're not, sure. we're never always going to get it right. And I'm a perfectionist, except when it comes to podcasts and memes, you know, I always want, I want it to be right. You know, I wanted my reports to be fucking immaculate. I wanted not to forget something. Um, I wanted to make sure I interviewed everybody. I wanted to remember I did to do everything I could possibly do on every single case, sometimes you fuck up. Sometimes you miss. Maybe sometimes you don't think of things. But again, to what you were saying, though, when you care, it is tough. At least I know it is for me. Like, you know, I'd go home after shift and be like, fuck, I fuck. I could have done that better. And, you you know, and and you let it bug you. Mm -hmm. It's a bad thing, but it is. I think it's a good thing because it shows you fucking care. Sure. Sure. And I think that's why a lot of guys they get that cold heart, you know, because it's easier not to care. It's easier to say, you know, screw it. I don't care. I, I piss those people off. You know, fuck it. You know, it, that's so it's easier to do, but do you really, do you really not care? No. If you're doing this job for the right reason, and most of us are, then you do care. It's just easier to say, I don't care, but you really do. And, and let's be honest here. I, I think a lot of us, I, I can speak for it, got to a place where I would go as far as to say I didn't care because I was so burnt out. And I want you guys to know you can come back. You know, you can realize, hey, I didn't care for a while there. I fucked up. I, you can come back and care again. Sometimes, let's be honest, you know, we're, we're trying to love unconditional, unconditionally, as you said. But at the same time, it, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to love people that don't want to be loved. We're trying to give them all the love in our hearts, and they will not allow us to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. But 
you can come back. Anakin Skywalker, he slaughtered the younglings. Slaughtered them. One of the funniest scenes in all of Star Wars, somehow. And they let him back in, man. He was a force ghost at the end of Jedi. You didn't slaughter younglings, dude. All you did was fucking have a couple years where you burn out. You can come back and be who you were when you started the job. I've never seen Star Trek, but I agree with you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I usually reserve that for Toby, but here you are. Toby's not here. So the target, you know, someone's got to be the target. Toby. Toby. Toby's always a target. We love you, Toby, even though you fell asleep on a recent podcast. Can we just take a minute to say and remind we were talking about this earlier before we recorded. We love Toby very much. And you've got to agree with me. We That's what I'm talking about. See, that's why we can't have serious conversations. I no, do. We we I do. do love Toby's amazing. He's an amazing dude. He's an amazing police officer. <laughs> but we give him he's just he's an easy target, I think, because he's so soft, maybe, and he didn't go to a real academy. Um, but we love Toby dearly. I love Toby dearly. And I would, it's like the younger brother that you like to pick on. Like I can pick on him, but you better not. Hopefully if, and by the way, uh, programming note, things are going to be kind of out of order and wacky and I'm getting a lot of stuff pre-recorded. I got a lot of stuff going on, but the next podcast, I think that'll come out after this one is it's not recorded yet but i hope all our friends are there is the saint patrick's day episode and i will be the liquor i'm still doing my no drink thing but i'm just gonna say irish mulligan i can drink it's for saint patrick's day i'm allowed i'm gonna do it fuck off so that that'll be the next podcast the next one after that is a uh is a canine officer in an airport which was pretty interesting and then I think Vegas is after that. So we got some cool stuff coming. That's what she said. I think I think we've kind of covered this topic. I mean, like, there's not a whole lot to say. When you really put it into perspective and you think about, like, whether you believe or not, but in, in you know, Jesus, there's – or you have faith, rather, I think would be the better way to put that. But if if you look at you know people throughout history, they do things for the right thing or for the right reasons, and you know people there's people find reasons to hate them. It just you know I I think we kind of think that humans are horrible now and they're way worse than they ever were. I don't know, man. I think we kind of have a, a really shitty track record as human beings. Like I could be off. Agreed. I no, I agree with you. I mean, people have been I don't want to say terrible, but people have been terrible. I mean, and on the faith thing, I mean, whether you believe or not, there's there's more physical evidence um and scholarly is scholarly a word? Scholarly evidence. That You're a professor, you would know. It's I do know, and it is a word that uh, 
Jesus Christ walked the earth. There's more evidence of that than Julius Caesar. And everybody knows, you know, Caesar was around. Um, there's more physical evidence of that. So even if let's say that you don't believe and that's okay. I have found nowhere in my studies where this man named Jesus ever did anyone wrong. I mean, he, befri- he befriended the evildoers, the thieves, the prostitutes, the, you know, the tax people that everybody hated. He befriended, printed those folks he never meant harm to anyone that i know of um that i've studied he never killed anyone that i know of he never stole from anyone that i know of you know he only he only gave and he was kind um and that's what they did to him so you know again whether you believe in you know whether you have faith or not um i don't see any evidence that jesus was a bad fella or a criminal um and we still you know we were terrible to him so uh, you know, again, people have been, I guess, terrible or maybe ignorant is a better word. People have been ignorant since the beginning of time. Um, and that's just people. That's this people. That's our human race. I mean, they're they're complex creatures, but they're also very, very simple and ignorant creatures in the same in the same aspect. Lord, I apologize, but I have to make this joke. You know, it's. It's kind of messed up. Jesus befriends prostitutes. He's a good guy. I befriend yeah. some prostitutes. My wife's like, what the hell is she doing in the car? Yeah. And you were like, What's Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Why can't I? I was, pr- I was praying with her. You know, not, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was praying. <laughs> Clearly, she was praying. She was on her knees. <laughs> Didn't you see that? Lord, I apologize. Um, you terrible. You better apologize. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, was it who the fuck's the Larry the Cable Larry, guy? Larry the Cable guy, yeah. Lord, I apologize. He's a fake picture. redneck. He's a fa- I love Larry the Cable guy, but he's a fake redneck. Faker, yeah, he's a phony. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny. He's funny. He's a funny guy. That's a word we need to bring back. By the way, is phony. Yeah. You know, not to go too far down the religious rabbit hole, yeah. but briefly, here's my favorite thing that that happens. Whenever anybody makes a post about faith on social media, any of the bigger pages post about that at all, there is a bunch of people that are very ready and able and do so comment something along of fairy tales. It's like it's like what bootlicker is and a cab is to police related things. Mm-hmm. Fairy table fairy tales is that now. And I just wonder if people could just, huh, I don't really believe in that. I better tell everybody else I don't believe. They need to know what I think. Nobody gives a yep. fuck what you think. We Everybody's heard it. Everybody knows. Everybody's <laughs> heard it, right? Um, yep. Uh, like on my page, not to make this about me, but here we go again. I – I don't really put up with that shit on my page because I want my page to be fun. So I just fucking delete it and ban these people. And, you know, people have said, well, don't you believe in free speech? I'm not the government. Well, don't you want a, you know, you don't want to be an echo chamber of your own thoughts. We already know your thoughts. We've heard Mm -hmm. them before. We've been called bootlickers before. We've heard ACAP before. We've, we've heard everything you're going to tell us. We've, you know, you're going to throw some comment in there about some story where some cop did some fucked up thing. Okay. What does that have to do with me or every other cop? 
And it's the same thing with the fairy tale comment. Trust me, the people of faith, they know what you think. They don't care. Mm -hmm. Well, some care. Sure. Don't comment back, people. Don't don't give these people any fucking attention. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. They want an argument. People like to argue. It's fun. It's entertaining. Why well, give them so what they want? Exactly. So come listen to my podcast for two hours twice a week yeah. where I argue with myself and others. <laughs> <laughs> and we pick on Toby. But my arguments are cheeky and fun shenanigans. Yeah. Very Should rarely we do we speak of important things. You know, occasionally, like we were really like yeah. on a good track. And then mm -hmm. what, what did I make a comment about your penis being forked or something like that? I don't know. Something like that. The picture, the photo that I sent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the photo and the, and the email. <laughs> so I think what we're going to do now is the officer of the podcast. As you guys I know, know. I already know who it is. I know. You got <laughs> Go ahead. I'm I, sorry. I messed up. Sorry. Fuck it up. Well, I, I didn't. You know what? I'll tell the story when I'm done. Um. As you guys know, my good buddies at Ghost Patch, they have made some very specially made patches. They are for the officer of the podcast. The only way you can obtain such a patch is by being nominated and winning the officer of the podcast. So big thanks, big thanks to Ghost Patch. And obviously go check them out. Go under the PMPM banner and we got all kinds of fucking cool shit in there. We're working on some new shit and then... We're always working on no sh new shit. I always say that, but there's always new shit. It's always coming out. And then uh, they got all kinds of fucking glorious stuff. Every time they fucking release something, it takes money out of my paycheck because it's awesome. So go check those guys out. And I am I am running. Uh, I got I've gotten some more nominations. So thank you guys. But please send in more because I'd like to continue to do this because it's. I don't want you guys to feel like you're being ignored, and I know unfortunately even though we're not going to complain because we talk about not complaining, but we're going to complain right now about the brass, not taking care of people. It's the least I could do. Let's at least let's say we can do is to recognize some officers that deserve it. So email nominations, poorly made police memes at gmail.com. You can send them in my messages on Facebook and Instagram, but it'll piss me off, but you can still do it. This person that is one is not an officer blankety blank. He is in the flesh. Buddy? You are the officer of the podcast. What? You are the father. Yes. <laughs> are you serious right now? I'm serious. You are the officer of the podcast. You knew because the fucking mail got there too soon, I suppose. No, I really didn't. I thought it was blankety blank again. Oh, no shit. Did you get it? Yeah. Then you didn't get my package. No, I didn't get your package. Not yet. Oh. But well, you I know I want your package. I want to receive your package as quickly and hard as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Um, no, I'm I'm being serious. You Speaking of packages, we might need to have a conversation about packages. I mean... I, I know you can't give a whole lot of details, but we can. We can. We need to talk about packages. I'll say um, what I can, but I would yeah. love to. Did are you? Did, did somebody nominate me? Are you serious? I nominated you because you I've really been thinking did. about it, and uh, you've spent hours and hours of your time, 
everybody, the other people in the group would be like, hey, wait a second. Where's my officer of the podcast? <laughs> Suck it, Toby. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Suck it, Ahsoka. Oh, wait, I mean, not in a sexual harassing way. <laughs> Fuck you, Saul. <laughs> but you've given hours of your time and of your intellect. And anytime that something's bugging me, I'll hit you up on the side and be like, hey, dude. I need some scotch in my life to fucking bring me down to my senses. <laughs> and for that, you are the officer of the podcast and you are the father. Man, I, in all seriousness, 100% jokes aside, that means a lot to me. And I, it means a lot to me. And I really, really greatly appreciate it. I, I, I'm legitimately I'm honored to be a part of the podcast and legitimately this is more of a reward for me than it is, you know, for you or anybody listening. This is a treat. I get to kind of indirectly communicate with, I'm going to say thousands. I, I know we say millions, but there's hundreds of thousands of officers that listen. And this has really helped me, you know, kind of get things off my chest. It, it's a pleasure on on my end <laughs> so i appreciate you you deserve this buddy this is all for you now mr scotch we should talk about wieners before we get into the main the main event are you ready to talk about wieners oh my god i lost mr scotch all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to the podcast I want to talk to you about my buddy Brad Williams over at Police Fit. You guys see him on the page every single Monday on Poorly Made Police Memes. Brad's going to help the new applicants and active officers smash their fitness and regain their health. Brad has 11 years experience in the fitness industry, 17 years in the military, and is also a first responder. He's going to share his experience and expertise to help applicants get their dream job and help active first responders regain their health. That's Police Fit. And I'll have a link for you on the podcast description. Back to the podcast. Are you there? We were going to talk about wieners and you disappeared. Sorry, dude. My internet. I live in West Virginia. Did you, get, did you know that I lived in West Virginia? I do know that, yes. Um, Sorry, dude. My internet's been terrible. I don't know okay. where he left off. You were talking about how great I was. and Yeah, that and was it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. And then uh, I wanted to talk about wieners. And not just like wieners. wieners, but like wiener wieners, like wiener wieners, like small wieners. You mean um, wieners. Wee wieners. <laughs> so I can, I don't know if you want to give your account, I can give my account, but we have some stories to talk about wieners. And, and I frequently joke about how little mine is. And let's be honest, it's pretty fucking little. But these guys... <laughs> These real men of genius, they fucking take the cake. I'll I'll let you you talk as much as you can you can speak of the incident, Mr. Scotch. Sure. Okay. So I'll kind of stay away from the actual Just stay incident. on the penis. Just stay on the penis. Let's we'll focus on the peni. Is that multiple penises? Um so if you're a police officer or in any kind of first responder you know, profession, you've seen, you've seen a lot of genitalia. Is that safe to say? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like some people have seen more 
because I feel like people are like, there's dicks everywhere. Like it's, uh, I don't know, what, what the fuck was that show with the dragons and stuff? And it was, it was just a bunch of wieners, I heard. Dragon um, Ball Z? No, not that one. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball uh, the, 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 it's like the Lord of the Rings ripoff that was on on HBO for a while. It had the hot chick. Uh, wieners. Vikings? Vikings? Or... No. I don't know. Something I'll think of it. It's, people are screaming, screaming at the radio right now about the Wiener show. But I don't know. Go on. You, you, do, you do your thing. Wieners. Lots so, of wieners. Speaking of wieners, so I've seen a lot of wieners in my day, a lot of different wieners. Some most was unintentional. Some may have been intentional, but recently I've witnessed (laughs) (laughs) recently. I was blessed enough to witness a bit of an anomaly. And I try to describe it to you guys in the group. And I don't know that I, no, I do know that I did not do it justice. But I witnessed a penis, or the lack thereof, the best way. I think the term we finally went with was meat button. Meat button. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was uncircumcised. And if you can, for a moment, envision an uncircumcised penis, remove the penis to where the only thing that's left is the foreskin and it is stuck to a torso. That's what I witnessed. And I even asked the young gentleman, where's your penis? He may or may not have responded with suck my penis. (sighs) But the fact is that is 100% the record and the poor fella I understand now why he did what he did, which was a lot of crime. Um, I may commit said crime or worse if my penis was that small. I I can honestly say, I can honestly say I've seen vaginas that protruded from the body further than this guy's meat button. So there was a term, uh, I feel like it was in one of the scary movies, micro penis. I, I feel like that would maybe fit. With scary that. movie two. I'm, I'm more. I'm. I'm very familiar with scary movie two, uh, and I don't recall that. But I'm not calling you a liar. Maybe it was not another teen movie or something like that. It wasn't <laughs> like one of the. I don't know. One of those types of movies. The spoof of the sp- movies. Yeah. Um, there was some micro penis talk. <laughs> um, I I had a similar event type story. I I went on a call and it was some kind of build facility or something i don't remember exactly what it was and i don't think he was the reason we were there he just happened to be there and he's walking around in his um he's naked and i wasn't like purposely looking for it but my eyes kind of went down that way which it doesn't matter what i say right here i'm gonna get a bunch of fucking comments so you looked at that guy's dick meat gazer shower shark yeah. <laughs> but huh? I um <laughs> So anyway, I was looking at his meat 
But the problem was, is there was no meat. It, it, I just kind of was glancing and then I, I, I had to come back. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand what I was looking at. It wasn't a <laughs> vagina. I've seen, I, I think I've seen one. And it wasn't a penis. It was just like there. And I would call it a meat button. It was, I, I, I couldn't stop looking. Because I was just trying to figure out, it was like a train wreck. I was trying to figure out exactly what I was looking at, and to this day, I don't know. Um, and the guy caught me looking, right? And he kind of <laughs> laughed and he shrugged and said, "Huh," and uh, that was it. And then I think I went and handled whatever call I was on. <laughs> but he knew. He knew it was fucking weird what was what was going on there. But who knows? I, I was just thinking, you know, maybe maybe they're growers. And it's like, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not a biologist, but maybe, you know, maybe it's deep inside and it comes out, you know, like a like a seed in the spring, um, like a perennial it flower. It mm -hmm. sprouts and it, um, you know, it was in know. bulb form. It was in bulb form. <sighs> They're bulbs. <laughs> meat bulb. Meat, meat bulb. bulb. <laughs> my guy, so, I mean, my guy, my guy, his response, his initial response was, well, it's not hard. So <laughs> maybe when it gets hard, it's, but see, we make jokes like we, we pick on, you know, especially like in high school, you know, like, hey, you got a small dick, you know. You can't even see it, huh? But I didn't think that actually existed. But it exists. There's two examples. It exists. It's there. Some dudes, and like I said, I man, my heart goes out to them. Uh, maybe we should take a moment of silence for those guys. Wait, I, maybe you wanna, keep talking. You know? I got something better. <laughs> okay, go. I mean, you know, Toby. I've not. I've. I've I've imagined what his penis looks like, um, but building your online. <laughs> Just ignore that ad. Ignore the ad. Ignore the ad. Go on. I'm sure there's a listener out there that can relate, and they're looking at themselves in the mirror and like I'm. I'm one of those guys. Uh, Send Scott the scotch the picture so we can confirm. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, I, I don't know. There could be someone in our, you know, in our um, little group uh, that has, you know, a meat bulb. Why is everyone uh, looking at me? And <laughs> I don't, I don't want to um, make those guys feel bad. Um. But, you know, I want you to come forth. I want you to be proud of the meat bulb you were given. Uh, and I want to see a couple of phases. I want to see the planted. I want to see the planted phase. And I want to see the growing phase. And I want to see the, you know, I want to see the fully erect phase. I want to see it. I, I want to know. I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. All right. Are you ready to have a moment for all our... Meat bulb friends out there. Let's have a moment. I'm going to take my hat off. Okay.
God bless you guys. <laughs> you know, I, I genuinely feel bad because it's not their fault. Like, there are some things no. that are clearly your fault. And, like, I, I think we're all, as human beings, talking about being pieces of shit. Like, we we just went on this rant about not being a piece of shit. And we're, like, making fun of dudes that have no control over the size of their dick. Sure. Sorry, we're not great either. Lord, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> but... There's no like. There's things that are your fault. Like having a fucking weird dick is not your. Like you have no control over that. Zero. Right? Not none. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember that movie, Any Given Sunday, in mm-hmm. the locker room scene? Yes. Holy, like there's dudes with dongs like down to their fucking knees, and I'm like, how yeah. am I supposed to compete with this? I'm pretty sure that was real too. Did I think it was be? too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? So like, yeah. I get it, but like, I don't know. I just I I do like in all seriousness and all Sarah McLaughlin aside, I I do you know I feel bad. It's not your fault. You get you know you can only you can only deal with the cards you've got, right? So yeah. you have to be really funny, and you got to do other things well. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah, I mean, you do the best with what you got to work with. Yeah, I mean. Well, I, I brought it up on a, a prior podcast about, you know, I, I think some people can lose weight a lot easier than other people. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. If maybe maybe I'm one of those people. I think so. But guess what? That's that's my burden to bear. You know, is that yeah. all right? That's what that's, I have to deal with that. And I think uh, we've all seen the meme and it's one of my favorite fucking memes is um, quit giving me your toughest, toughest battles. Have you seen that meme? Yeah, it's a picture of yeah. Jesus, and it's all kinds of fucking funny shit. Like, stop <laughs> eating Chipotle and, and and shit like that, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know what? That's life, kind of fucking horrible sometimes. So you either sit in a corner and cry and feel sorry for yourself, which you know, I I've been I've had some dark days. I I get it. Um, sure. or you fucking pick yourself up and don't be a good. Don't I almost said don't be a good person. Be a good person. That was wrong. But sure. be a good person. Fucking take care of your family members. Love unconditionally, even if people have meat bulbs. And Lord, I apologize. And I also, Lord, I apologize for stealing um Mater's jokes there. <laughs> I'm happier than a tornado on a trailer park. But anyway, we've uh We've kind of gone off the rails. We started out, you know, what's funny though, and I think we owe an an apology to Toby is that one time he came in and he ruined our podcast. Um, (laughs) We we did it to ourselves here. So Toby, you're forgiven. It's not your fault. It's our fault. It's not me. It's you, but it's actually me. You don't deserve us. You, no. (laughs) Or we don't. Something. It's got to be, it's got to be your bull. Yeah. So, (laughs) So to rein this in, which we won't rein it in, but I I gotta go on a rant, and this is this is fucking important to me. And you know we have you guys have listened to the podcast for a while. I don't know people might fucking skip forward through it at this point. I don't know, but I have my little intro, and I say this isn't legal advice, marital advice, or anything like that. I I try to you know I 
this sounds stupid. I hate saying this, but I, I speak my truth, right? Like I, I, you know, I speak my mind and, and say what I want to say. But I, I don't ever want anybody getting hurt by something I say. Like I am a fucking dumb beat cop. I don't have extra training. I'm just a guy like, you know, just like you on the street. And well, was just like you. But I'm just trying to hopefully make people's days a little bit better and, and give my thoughts on some things that I saw and hopefully, hopefully be helpful. But the end of the end of the day, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to get hurt based on something stupid I said. So you have to take it all with a grain of salt. But it, if we talk about like legacy or, or anything like that, I, I hope when people listen to the podcast, you know, while I make jokes, the job's really important to me. And doing it the right way is very important to me. This country, the United States, is important to me. And the Constitution is fucking very important to me. And just doing the right fucking thing is really important to me. Because I would hate to be on the other side of that, right? Because as law enforcement, Mm -hmm. while we don't have a lot of control, we do have quite a bit. you, You have the ability to take somebody's freedom away. That's a big fucking deal. And if you don't take that seriously, you should go fuck yourself. You know, I, I, you know, the whole love thy neighbor shit we're talking about. Sure. Love unconditionally. Sure. But if you're, you're not fucking thinking when you're putting somebody in jail and you're not being cognizant of how important that is every single time, you need to take a step back and just realize the magnitude on someone's life. Now, we may say like, oh, this person's been in and out of jail. Okay, I get that. I get that. But still, you still owe them to do a good fucking job, even if they're a shitbag, right? Because that that goes back into this whole conversation we're having about, you know, and we've talked about it before. We did the big podcast about um, just because you can doesn't mean you should and just doing the right thing and not being a piece of shit. But. To kind of the narrow the scope of what I want to talk about tonight down a little bit, uh, and I've been kind of calling it in our little group here, thoughtless policing, not thoughts of a patrol officer, but thoughtless fucking policing. When you do an investigation, you owe it to everybody to do a good fucking job. And to me, where we'll we'll start this out, it, and the the classic scenario here we're going to use is one of those calls where you don't talk to the other half. So you go in, somebody calls and says, "Billy Jean um, took my lover." Is that the lyric? I don't know. This Billy Jean's not, not my lover. lover. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bad example. But Billy Jean beat me up. Billy Jean attacked me. And maybe they have some marks and you go, all right, Billy Jean beat you up. I'm going to go ahead and put a warrant out. Go fuck yourself. Yep. You need to contact Billy Jean or try to contact Billy Jean. And I've seen fucking situations where people will just take the fucking first word of somebody and put a warrant out on that without any attempt. To locate witnesses, locate evidence, locate cameras, locate fucking do a canvas without trying to contact this person. 
don't know if you guys realize this, but people fucking lie to you. And people are vindictive. Love unconditionally, though. Remember that. Do a fucking good investigation. How many of us, as good of a person have you been? Has there been some person in your life that doesn't like you? That you think would be vindictive enough to fucking make something up? To fake an injury? To put you in jail? I've known a few people like that. I and, and while we're on that that topic, I get it. Like if everywhere you go and people are mean to you, you're you're probably the asshole. We we know that. But I, I can think of a few people in my life that I'm like, fuck man, this you don't want to cross this person, man. They will do anything to fuck you. And not in a good way. So that is like my thing to you guys, and we'll we'll kind of riff off of this is do good fucking investigations. Don't just fucking put out warrants based on somebody else's word or without trying to at least talk to the other person. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Scotch? I'm with you, dude. Uh, and we've all witnessed it. We've all seen it. Um, at the end of the lot, like we said earlier, do the best you can with what you've got to work with. If Billy Jean says, you know, this dude curbs on me, and he's got some marks. Um, at least make an attempt. At least make an attempt to go talk to the other party. At least make an attempt. And you, you talked about, you know, uh, folks' rights and doing the right things. There, there are, there's some that listen that's in the military. And those of you that aren't in the military, you, you know, you've all seen the movies. And you've seen, it, we know what, uh, you know, our military has done for our country. People have fought and died and been tortured and are still fighting and dying and being tortured to preserve the rights of American citizens. Why don't you try just upholding that a little bit so that it wasn't in vain? So make the extra attempt. I'm not saying turn a, a DV into a three month long investigation, but why don't you just make the attempt uh, to contact or to do the best you can. If there's some video, if there's a witness, um, speak with the other side of things. Um, you know, I've, and I'm sure a lot of, a lot of folks can, you know, attest to this. I've been in physical altercations off duty before, before I was a police officer. And if, th if the officer just took the other person's side, I would be going to jail. That's what a police officer is. You don't just go with, we get lied to. Um, that's what people do. They lie to us. Even good folks lie to us. Even good folks, they want to embellish just a little bit. They want to make themselves a little more of the hero. You're going to get lied to. It's going to happen. And it's probably going to happen on 99% of the calls that you respond to. So do the best you can with what you've got to work with. Um, and here's a rule of thumb. And I may be going to the extreme. But... Typically, before I make an arrest, you you try to play devil's advocate. What's the defense attorney? You know, how's this going to go in court? What's going to be my rebuttal to questions in court? Typically, before I make an arrest or before I get a warrant, I'm pretty well convinced this person is going to be convicted. Not, I think this person probably did it and... I mean, I would say, you know, that they're 
they're probably guilty. No, I'm, I pretty well know that I'm going to get a conviction in court. Yeah. They may get super secret squirrel probation, but I'm, I am pretty positive before I make an arrest, this person will be convicted of this charge I'm charging them with. And if you're not pretty well convicted or pretty well convinced that they're going to get a you know conviction, maybe you ought to do a little more investigation. That is all I have to say about that. I, I'm like a little kid and I just got distracted because I think there's lightning. It's fucking February. <laughs> um, so we're talking about penises. Yes, penises. I love. Pe- <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> so I have. Um, Come on, Kirby. I have some really good. Look at that. Storms likely the next several hours. Wow. I had no idea it was supposed to rain. And get all angry outside. Sorry, little kid. But anyway, I I always worried about the power going out when storms come through. But so far, so good. Yeah. Um, doubt suck balls though. So here's here's my thing, and I have some stories, but it it kind of sucks because they're not. I I can't share them because they were kind of totally confidence kind of thing, and you know. That, you know, it's just not something you do. But I'm curious about other states. And this might be something worth asking maybe on the regular on the podcast just for education. But in Colorado, or at least where I worked as a city cop, before a warrant went into the system, a judge actually signed off on the warrant um if it was a Mm -hmm. misdemeanor municipal offense i could apply for the warrant and now before that's being signed off on the judge if if somebody comes across this person and reads my report and decides there's pc they can hook them on it right but Mm -hmm. before the the warrant actually goes into the system a judge is going to read that and sign off on it and you know if it was a major crime same thing. Yeah, we could arrest on the PC, but before it's actually in the system, a judge is going to sign off on that warrant. Is that something that happens in West Virginia? Yeah, that, that's exactly. If I don't make an arrest on scene, like let's say, you know, whatever crime, you got a DV, the, the suspect, the accused, they're, they're gone. I can't arrest them on scene. We will type an affidavit. We call it a criminal complaint requesting an arrest warrant that will go before um, most of the time it goes before a magistrate judge, but you can take yours to a circuit court judge if you want. Um, And the judge has to read that. It's basically a probable cause statement. It's saying, I want to charge this person with domestic assault. um, And here's my probable cause. If the judge deems, yes, there is probable cause to make the arrest, then they sign the warrant. But I know just within our group, um, there was other folks um, that, you know, you could kind of get your get your own warrants or whatever. You could file the warrant and it goes into a database uh, and then the warrant is, I guess, active. It's not really reviewed. And I, and I know some agencies that request for a warrant, request for an arrest warrant has to go through a supervisor. Nowhere in West Virginia that I know of 
does a criminal complaint or an, a, a warrant affidavit have to go through a supervisor, but it does has to have to be signed by a judge, just like a search warrant has to be signed by a judge. Probable cause has to be deemed, you know, there uh, before the warrant is active. That's interesting to me because, again, like, I guess I was just ignorant because I just thought everywhere you worked, you got a somebody, a sergeant, a lieutenant, somebody's fucking reading your report to make sure it's fucking good. And I guess that's not a thing everywhere. I, I'm I'm coming to find out. I'll tell you what's kind of what's kind of different, maybe. Um, and I think it's I think it's maybe just my agency, but so uh, I will make it simple. I go to a DV, I make an arrest, or I don't make an arrest. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I type up a criminal complaint or affidavit for warrant, a, a probable cause um, document. Um, saying these are the charges and this, this is why this is my probable cause narrative. That's not our report. That's simply the warrant or the criminal complaint. There is an additional police report with much, much more detail. And for whatever reason, in 14 years, a lot of these defense attorneys that I've had my entire career, they don't pick up on the difference. And <laughs> call me petty, but I love nothing more than being on the stand and the defense attorney saying, you know, I've got a copy of your report. No, they're holding my criminal complaint. I've got a copy of your report and it says here, this, this, and this, you know, why didn't you do this? What time did you do that? Where were you at when this happened? And I'm, you know, I love for whatever reason saying, sir, you do not have a copy of my report. You have a copy of the probable call statement, the bare bones of why I arrested your client. The report is in my hand and it's in a three ring binder and it's huge. Um, if you want a copy of my report, you have to ask for discovery and file for that. My report says exactly what time I was there, exactly where I was at, exactly what I was doing and exactly why I did what I did. So it's kind of two different things. I know a lot of um, a lot of agencies in, in West Virginia, they will use their criminal complaint or their affidavit, probable cause, whatever. They will use that for their report. Um, but I guess the way that my agency operates is that's bare bones minimum, you know, why you arrested this person or why you're charging them, how you're charging them. Uh, you know, this person did strike the victim in the face with a closed fist, uh, you know, deeming assault and battery, um, you know, three sentences, you know, for a fight arrest. So, but, um, my agency has, um, pretty strict policy with reports and how accurate they have to be X, Y, and Z, but there's two different documents. There's a criminal complaint. Then there's a report. It's two different things. Yeah. My, my agency was, was pretty much like that, um, with a couple rare exceptions, but it, it was pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. it, it's. To me, in a perfect world, there should be like some checks and balances where you submit a report, boss looks at it, make sure it's good. Okay, we can apply for the warrant. And then the judge looks at it too. So you have basically two sets of eyes looks at it before it ever, you know, goes into the system as a as a warrant. Um, yeah. That's personally, that's, that's how I think it should work. It, and I felt like at my agency, it got... 
don't want to say people are doing shitty work. And part of it was micromanaging, but part of it I think is a good thing too, is before they would let you fucking, you know, clear out a call as unfounded or put in a warrant. If you had not done a good investigation as far as follow-up, trying to contact people, made reasonable attempts to follow up people, your boss is going to send it back and say, no, you need to do a little more digging on this just to make sure it is what it is kind of thing. I'm which glad. Be a, which is which is annoying if you're fucking down a bunch of paper, but that's good policing. It's the right that that's what your agency did, your old agency. Yeah, I like that, and and, and the same with my agency. I I like that, I really do. And I know that it's a, I know that it's more it's more weight on a supervisor. It's more responsibility or whatever. It, it can be a little bit tedious with you know the patrolman you know that's out here banging out these calls and having to do the reports and the paper on it, but. Is that not the right thing? I mean, that's the right thing. Yeah, it's totally the right fucking thing to do. And and to me, you know, you have the checks and balances of all of it. And I'm trying to think of the best way to tell the story that that really kind of pissed me off and irked me and got me going on this. But I I guess for lack of a a better better information, we can put it very simply. It was this warrant that was put out was basically one person's word versus the other. The responding officer made no attempt to contact the suspect and goes to a judge and, you know, requests a warrant and they just put the warrant in and they're done with it kind of thing and move on to the next call. Right. I, I'm just shocked too. You know, sometimes I think like, well, maybe I don't understand PC or maybe I take it a step further, but I don't know how a judge looks at that and goes, yeah, fuck this guy. He can go to jail and we'll figure it out. Like, I don't think that's really the way it should work. To me, PC is just not one person's word versus another. And there there may be times where you based on evidence and you have enough to say, all right, I've tried contacting this person. They're, you know, they're either dodging me. I can't find them. Okay. All right. I guess I'll put out a warrant. But if all you have is one person's story versus another person's story, I'll die on this hill. That is not PC. Mm -hmm. And I would never apply for a warrant on just based on somebody else's word without some kind of evidence. And I've seen it where warrants are put out and you can't necessarily just blame the patrol officer because somebody else fucking signed off on it too. I mean, you're the first level of it. And and I think you have to take responsibility for the fucking work you turn in, but it, it just, it's mind boggling to me. The shit gets signed off on, um, you know, if it's supervisors just fucking looking at the queue and just clicking, all right, it's all good. I don't fucking care. I'm not reading reports today. Or if it's the judge doing the same thing. I mean, I don't know how you don't take that seriously and you're okay with putting out a warrant for something like that. It's, I don't know. And, and this this warrant that went on this guy that I, again, I can't tell the story. It's not my story to tell. Um, it was devastating to this person. And, and I would argue there wasn't fucking PC and it was absolutely devastating to this poor fucking guy. So for everybody out there, if you take one lesson away from old PM PM here, old Leroy or Lenny or whatever the fuck my name is, 
don't be thoughtless with your investigations. You, you know, there's there's people behind it, and people lie to you, and PC is not your word versus mine. It's just not. Correct. Someone's freedom is in balance, man. Someone's freedom. <clears throat> and a lot of folks, if they get arrested, they're going to get fired from their job. And so take it a little serious. And I'll tell you what, a, a little tactic I like to use is, you know, Tom says this, blah, blah, blah. John says this, blah, blah, blah. I really don't know who's at fault. You know, they, they got in an altercation. I'm really not sure who's at fault. I've got contradicting stories back and forth. A lot of times, if I really just can't figure out who's telling the truth, I will write a warrant for who I, for either who I think is at fault or I will write a warrant for, you know, both parties involved or all parties involved. A judge is a judge for a reason. And I'll bring that affidavit or that request for a warrant in front of a judge, you know, this date and time, John said this, um, spoke with uh, Tom and he said that, um, you know, leave it up to leave it up to the judge. If you really think that somebody's at fault or maybe, maybe nobody's at fault, you're, you're really not sure, you know, leave it up to the judge. That's what that, that's literally, that's what the term is judge. They judge who is at fault. So a lot of times I will, you know, if people are, you know, calling the office and they're, they're bitching, moaning, complaining, I want something done. I want something done. I want something done. Well, I will type out my paperwork and put it in front of a judge and I'll let him decide. And if the judge says, no, dude, you know, you, you're, <laughs> you, you don't have probable cause here. You don't have, you have no cause to arrest anyone. Yeah. Maybe a crime occurred, but you don't have probable cause. You know, then it's on the judge. And, and then I can call, you know, the, the folks involved and say, Hey, you know, I brought this before the judge. He says there's no probable cause it is what it is. Take it up with the judge. Well, and here's another friendly tip. Cause most of those generally deal with assaults. Mm. I would venture to guess that most states have some kind of disorderly conduct kind of charge. So for your, your specific circumstance here, you know, they're both, you know, you talked to both of them. Well, you know, Joe hit me, Tom hit me kind of thing. You don't really know who started it. Both people are injured kind of deal. I would tell them just like this. Hey, look, I'm not comfortable taking away anybody's freedoms. What I don't know who's, aggressor in this you know you could have been defending yourself he could have been defending himself mm -hmm. i'm i'm gonna write a good report and document all this and everything you guys said but without an independent witness i don't feel comfortable charging anybody with assault and if they sure. both want to press the issue i do know that i have pc that they were being disorderly at one point or another sure let's do that um sure. and i'm sure somebody could argue that point too well you know, if it's self-defense, were you really being disorderly? I don't know. But that, you know, for those not in law enforcement, that's that's just kind of an idea. Some of these issues we we run into is people want us to do something. But if you want good policing and, and good enforcement and fair policing, you have to have evidence. You have to have more to it. And you can't just take somebody else's word as as frustrating. And I'm sure it's fucking frustrating to be you know, pouring your heart out about something that happened. And the, you know, the, the argument always is, well, the cops don't do anything, but what if it was you? 
what if you were the one that was, you know, on the other side of that and somebody came up to you and said, or came up to a cop and said, Hey, this guy beat me up. And the cop just thoughtlessly was like, Oh, he did. All right. Warrant. And, you know, cop took, took their side. You wouldn't want that to happen. So to circle back, that's kind of to our original point is you can't make everybody happy. And all you can try and do is be fair and, and make the best decision you can make based on the circumstances and the information you have. Sure. And that's, that's a, that's a great tactic too. I've done that before. A good police officer is, is uh, a person that can, that can speak to folks that can speak to strangers and many, 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 many times, countless times I have, I've had one person's, you know, testimony of what took place. I have the other person's testimony and I've individually said, okay, put yourself in my shoes. You know, you want something done. You want someone arrested, put yourself in my shoes, dude. Am I just supposed to take your word for it? You know, cause John over here is saying that you kicked his ass. You know, and then I go to John and tell him the same thing. Hey, man, what, what do you want me? To, you know, I wasn't here. I didn't see this. So, you know, what would you do if you're in my shoes? And I have found a lot of success in that when they're like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you didn't you didn't see what happened. So, you know, and I tell folks, I tell folks daily. I've seen I've seen, you know, Ben, you know, from Thoughts of Patrol Officer. I, I've seen him, you know, say, um, you know, what would you do if you were in my shoes? What would you do? People lie to us all the time. I've heard Ben say that folks lie to us all the time. So whose side am I supposed to take? You know? So I found a lot of success in, in telling folks, Hey, put yourself in my shoes. What would, what would you do if you were me? If you were the police officer wearing the badge, and you responded, what would you do? And, you know, I, I don't know more than, more than enough times I've heard folks say, you know, I don't know. Ah, well, yeah, you're right. That makes a lot of sense. You know, so that, that may be a tactic too. Again, you're not going to have told people I'm not going to be able to please everyone. When I leave out of here, someone's going to be happy. Someone's going to be really pissed off at me. And there's a possibility that everyone would be pissed off, pissed off at me. So, you know, learn to talk to people and, and, and be a, be personable with folks. You're a human too. Um, so, even though folks are upset, I think they can understand. Hey, John, put yourself in my shoes. You know, I, I want to do a good job. I, I want justice here on this scene. But put yourself in my shoes. I don't have a lot to work with here. I've got contradicting stories. Um, so what am I supposed to do with it? You know, I don't know. I don't want to arrest someone that don't deserve it. Anyway, I found that's a pretty good tactic, too. I, I, I can't really capture how fucking fired up. I was the day we were talking about this um, in our little group chat. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the stories that I told, and then uh, one of the stories somebody else told, it had to deal with people with diminished mental capacity mm -hmm. and like elderly and stuff like that. And yeah. guys and girls just fucking think for a second. Okay. There may be a circumstance where, you know what? I've got PC. It is clear as day that I have PC. And I get it. Cops are fact finders. I also think that police should use fucking common sense in their discretion. Yeah. Some people do not need to go in the criminal justice system. 
right? We're just don't pawn somebody over to the criminal justice system that doesn't need to be there. You know, maybe your best course of action is, okay, this person is not all there. What's going on with that? Do they have a caretaker? Do they need caretakers? Do they need, you know, every fucking state I'm sure now has, you know, uh, social services and human services for the elderly and, you know, people that can't care for themselves. You know, sometimes your first choice isn't to just fucking, all right, what can I charge them with? And, and sometimes you have to, you know, to get them help. And that's, that's a different story, but you know, one of the things that I heard about, it was just so fucking stupid is it was clearly a person not all there doing something really dumb. Do we need the courts to handle this? Or can we be a human being and can we find a different way to handle this type of issue? Um, I don't remember exactly the details, but there was a story, I think, in the South where a gal like had a warrant for not paying her trash bill and they took her to jail on the trash bill. And I know, (laughs) I know there's probably more to it. Right. But are you going to tell me with a straight face? And I get it. You know, the law is the law. Judge signed it. I I get it. I get it. I get it. But are you going to tell me you join the police force to arrest me, Ma, that can't pay her truck and trash bill. No, you didn't. You did not. Me, Ma, that didn't pay her trash bill needs assistance, probably not through the criminal justice system. Now, I say that with a grain of salt. I don't know, man. Maybe me, Ma's a fucking bitch and she just <laughs> purposely doesn't pay it. I don't know. And I, I hate being one of these guys that really second guess these things. And I I use this as an example, again, not knowing exactly what happened. But, you know, if you're in a kind of position to do something about that, fucking speak up and say, well, hey, wait a second, man. I I got 40 bucks in my pocket. Can I fucking pay your shit? She doesn't need to go to jail. Um, Mm -hmm. You you know, to me, that's insane that that happened, even not knowing all the details, the fact that that's what we're going to do. But, you know, some of the cities have the code. I mean, you guys in West Virginia don't have to deal with code enforcement and stuff. And they can be kind of a pain in the ass. They're basically, you know, HOA that can charge you money for having cars in your lawn, which I get it. You know, not if you don't live in West Virginia, you don't want cars in your lawn and shit and all that good stuff. <laughs> I, I get there has to be, you know, there's rules where you live and you got to follow the rules. I get that. But me, Ma, not paying for a trash. I just I got to think there was a different way to handle that besides going to her door with a warrant and arresting me, Ma because she couldn't pay for her trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that goes back to being able to speak to folks, you know, whoever's being the squeaking wheel, you know, and wanting, you know, Meemaw charged or, or whatever, maybe go make contact with Meemaw and like, this lady's nuts. Like she, she, you know, she's elderly. Um, she lives by herself. Uh, why don't you go talk to the people that's screaming to arrest Meemaw? Why don't you go talk to those folks and be like, Hey, you know, I, I talked to her and, you know, I'm all about arresting somebody and, and enforcing the law, but Nima, she needs some help. Like she's, I, again, I've been on calls very similar to that where, you know, the, the, the caller wants something done and wants something done now. 
and wants me to do my job and I pay your salary. And then I go talk to the person they're complaining on and I don't have it in my heart to arrest them. And I've went back to the complainant, you know, and been like, Hey, you know, I talked to them and they're man, they really need some help. Like I don't feel comfortable arresting them that they, they're not criminal. They're, they have some mental health going, issues going on or they have, you know, the, the dad that, that lives at that house, you know, he just lost his job. Um, you, you know, so being able to speak to folks and maybe be, be a peacekeeper is also part of the job as, as much as I hate to say that just being able to keep the peace in the community that you work, that you work in is a pretty, pretty big aspect of law enforcement, whether you like it or not, it is. Well, and you, you said something on a, on a prior podcast that's kind of stuck with me as far as traffic enforcement goes, and, and I'm probably going to bastardize what you said, but it was basically, I don't have to write them a ticket. If I stop them and I believe that they got the point, there's no reason for me to write them a ticket kind of thing. And, sure. and I, I, I kind of subscribe to that. Yeah. And that's that look at that the same way. I, and I'm, I've been kind of thinking about this as you were speaking and I think I'm onto something here. And I mean, it's not, you know, this isn't rocket science or anything, but a lot of people see things black and white and can be very good cops. I, I think mm-hmm. you have to recognize there's, there's some gray area in operating it. And I, I would say like maybe 75% of the time, 90% of the time it is just very black and white. And this is kind of the way we think we do things, but you're, if you're unable to operate in the gray, I think you're kind of being lazy. And and when I say that, I mean like mentally lazy to make an unpopular decision. That's morally right. I agree a hundred percent. Man, that's, that's where our wheelhouse is. We we operate in the gray. We try to keep the peace in the communities that we work in, the communities that we, we protect. We operate in the gray. And I don't mean that in a shady, sneaky kind of way. Man, we try to keep the peace and, and we try to, you know, uh, not enforce, but we try to uh, maybe encourage folks to love your neighbor, get along with your neighbor. We try to encourage that. Uh, or I think we should, because if you've got a peaceful community, you're not going to be very busy with calls for service. So, you know, help educate or maybe teach your show um, neighbors how to coexist um, with not calling 911 every time somebody farts too loud in their front yard. Use some discretion, educate folks on how to operate. We're all human. We're all on the same, you know, planet. So let's get along. And, you know, not everybody needs to go to jail just because you call 911. Yeah. And you, I get it. You know, you want to run and gun and kick ass and, you know, Crack sure. skulls and stuff. Sure, shit. there's but, plenty of there's plenty of that. There's plenty of that to do. There's plenty of that out there for you. There is. Let me let me dive into this a little bit more. Is okay. I I was never really big on writing um, speeding tickets, but how many people out there, if they go and they stop a car, let's say I don't know, they're doing twenty over, you stop them, they're cool, they apologize, they know they fucked up. Are you going to write them for the full 20, 20 over? Or are you going to cut them a break? I think a lot of people are going to cut them a break. Yeah. To me, that's, that's, that's thinking, right? It's a, it's a mm-hmm. positive interaction. Hey, look, I could have, you know, and really if you're, if you're 
in law enforcement so you can write some tickets so people have to pay fines to the government i don't know if you're doing things for the right reason you're not you know, my now, friend i don't want i don't want to work with you now there there may be some people that have not written it full and got fucked in it in court and you know that might be the reason they write a full bill every single time right people make their own decisions maybe people have the reasons but i just i encourage people not to get caught up in the noise and the bullshit of the world and just think about what they're doing it's important you know, do a good job, do an investigation, do a good investigation, fucking write shit down. Don't fucking put out warrants on people without fucking trying. I get it, man. I get if you got, you got some evidence, you got to do what you got to do, but at least fucking try and contact the person. I don't care where they live. Everybody has fucking phones and internet and email, you know, buddy, fuck you, the agency, two counties over and say, Hey, will you go to his house and get a phone number for me? So I can call him do something to at least try to make it right mm-hmm. because you don't want that to happen to you. And if, and if you're sitting there thinking like, well, you know, I don't want him to tell me something that will prevent me from putting out the warrant. Then you're doing it wrong, man. You're, you're mm-hmm. impartial fact finder. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, uh, I could scream and yell at the mic and just fucking tell people to do good investigations. But I, I guess before we get into some fun stuff and I'll let you, if you got anything else to say, I'll let you say too. But I just, in conclusion or my conclusion rather fucking do complete investigations. One person's word is not PC. Two people with conflicting statements without evidence is not PC. I think. That's my yeah. two cents. I was kind of hoping Saul would jump in. Be like, well, you know, according to this, good. I don't know. I think I'm right <laughs> on that. And morally, I think I'm right on that too. Now. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. Now let's, let's, I don't want, again, I don't, I, I have my little disclaimer so people don't get hurt, but I also don't want people to get in trouble because they're not understanding what I'm saying. So I'm going to give a scenario here. Okay. okay. Let's say, let's say it's a DV assault, right? And you get okay. there. And she goes, uh, my husband, George, he socked me in the face. He beat the shit out of me. And then he fucking drove off. She's got a fucking black guy. House is torn up. Whatever. And maybe the house isn't torn up. She's got a fucking black guy. There's there's some evidence there, right? Mm-hmm. You try and call him. He doesn't answer. Probably going to put a warrant out for him, right? There, you have some sure. evidence there. Okay. Don't like, don't fucking be like, well, I can't, I didn't get his side of the story. I'm just saying, at least try, right? Yeah. Especially, you know, when you have something with evidence, at least fucking try. Like, now you still may end up putting out a warrant if you call him up and he goes, no, that bitch fucking threw herself down the stairs and fucking ran into a doorknob and she fucking gave herself a black guy. By the way, kids, this is further evidence of, how some of this stuff is tough, right? People lie to us. But you still may put a warrant out for him because, you know, that doesn't make sense based on your investigation, right? Mm-hmm. People right. do beat themselves up, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go to this DV and she goes, he socked me into the fa- socked me in the face. She has no injury. 
house is clean, house is tidy. You can't contact the dude. You go back the next day, check on her, and she still doesn't have a black eye. I'm probably not putting a warrant out for that dude because there's no injury. And I'm not going to just put a warrant out based on her word. That's kind of the shit I'm talking about. There's a million hundred different fucking situations on that shit. I'm just asking everyone to just fucking do a good job and fucking think about like, what if, what if somebody was reporting this about you and you want to try and find out as much information, not just, well, I tried calling him one time or fuck. Some people don't even try to call him. Oh shit. She said that. Okay. It's a warrant. We're done. You don't want that, man. Um, It can ruin people's lives for no reason. And let's be honest, the criminal justice system fucks some shit up Mm -hmm. and it can be a long process for this person to be found innocent. And I, I don't think I'm, I'm asking you guys to do anything illegal or immoral or anything like that. I don't think it's PC. I can't believe judges sign off on it. And if you want to tell me to fuck off and say, hey, what? Guess what? Judge signs off on it. It's PC. That's good enough for me. Okay. I think you're wrong. And I think you're a douchebag. Mm-hmm. But okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, do the best you've got. Do, do the best you can with what you've got. You know, if if Sally says that, you know, her old, her old man shoved her into this wall, you know, with all his might but it didn't knock any pictures off the wall. It didn't make a dent in the drywall. I mean, you, you do, do the best you can with what experience you have. Um, just in my experience, you just can't take one person's word for it without any evidence. Look for evidence. If he was drunk or she or whatever, if the aggressor was drunk, and they were tearing the house up and raising hell and all this stuff. Well, there should be maybe, you know, eh, maybe something should be spilled in the house. Maybe something should be broken or, you know, there, there, there should be something. Listen to folks, listen to what they say and and try to prove what they're saying to be true. If you're just taking folks word for it and getting warrants off what people just simply tell you with zero evidence, then you are wrong and you are not uh, a police, a good police officer or a good investigator. We can't just go off what folks tell us without any evidence whatsoever. You know, do the best you can with what you've got. You've got a, you got a phone number for, you know, the, the, uh, the, you know, other party that left the scene, you've got a phone number for them. Try that phone. Try that phone number a couple of times. What's it going to hurt? Uh, you know, and if they don't answer, you let you leave them a voicemail or whatever. Um, you know, you go to their relative's house and man, I just need to talk to I need to talk to Barry, you know, or whatever. I need to, I just need to talk to him. Tell him to call me. Give it a, give it a few days. He doesn't call you back. You know, okay, I got to do what I got to do. But put a little effort. Put, put a little bit of effort, you know, the, the folks that got tortured and that have died overseas protecting their rights. Uh, let's not, let's not make it be in vain. Do the best you can to preserve folks' rights. And real quick, just to kind of wrap this up, when you write your report, people should be able to look at that and go, oh, oh yeah, I, I get why they didn't charge a man. There's just, there's nothing there. Do, do a good, like, especially on shit like that, where, it may be, you know, not on like a national scale, but it could be somewhat controversial that you didn't make an arrest. Mm-hmm. 
you got to fucking write why you didn't make the arrest. You have to fucking articulate all the facts and all the information you had and why you made the decision not to do something. I say that because it can protect you later because, you know, down the road, if you, you know, you don't write a report or you write a, a half-assed report, if that, you know, they come in and complain and your supervision looks at it based on their word and they go, why the fuck didn't you fucking arrest this guy? And you don't have anything to back up why you made the decision you made. It, it's going to make your life a lot harder. So, you know, that's that's me being a report nerd again. But fucking take the time. Write a good fucking report. Yeah. And and throw in. I'm sure a lot of agencies do this, but throw in the caveat at the very end of your report. Uh, you know, this investigation, this investigation is considered pending until further information is obtained. This report is considered con- considered pending until contact is made with other parties involved. I, I know uh, you can still close out, you know, quote unquote, close out the investigation, but leave a little bit of an open end to it, you know, because two weeks from now, maybe the alleged suspect comes to you, you know, and, and gives you a statement. So I like to end my reports. If I don't make an arrest or still kind of up in the air of actually what happened, I like to throw an extra, you know, an extra sentence there at the end, this investigation is considered pending until further information or until further um, evidence, you know, uh, um, comes to light, you know, or, or whatever. Just keep an open mind. And I think that putting that at the end of the report kind of keeps an open mind to the reader. Paint a picture of how you. By the way, that's a, painting a picture is a tip for something else, too. But go on. Yes. <laughs> paint, paint a picture for the reader that has no idea where you work, what the geography is of your area, uh, what's the culture of the folks you're dealing with, uh, write the report as if somebody in, you know, Scandinavia is reading this. So they'll kind of understand what you were dealing with and what you saw, what you heard and what you felt. That kind of mastery. The, I know. I know it was. Um, and that's why I got all through the podcast, you know, it's because of things <laughs> like that. <laughs> Give your balls a tug, you tit fucker. Dude, I'm stoked. I know it sounds so stupid. <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but I'm like, give your balls a tug, you tit fucker. Like, <laughs> I'm on my DOD right now. I'm on, I'm on my day off right now, and I just want to throw my uniform on and just go, like, just go to work because I'm so Wait a second. Right now. Wait a second, Mr. Scotch. I sure. don't know how long this has been going on, but we have a mystery guest. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's Saul. <laughs> no, is it Toby? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Toby! Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Toby. What? Guess what? What? We've already done Officer of the Podcast. Is it Officer Blankety Blank again? No. <laughs> no. Motherfucker That's who he time. thought it was. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Toby. Every time, same cards. No, 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 no. different guy. No, different guy this time. Try to guess Sergeant who the officer of the podcast. Try to guess. It's not blankety blank. Try to guess. Ooh, you've got three know. guesses. You've got three guesses. Three guesses. Uh, Do you want fuck. a hint? Yes. <laughs> did Scott win it? Oh, I he wanna, did. Yeah. Oh. My man. You know who hasn't won it? You. (laughs) 
Fuck you, Lloyd. Fuck you. Or hey, fuck you. Maybe if fucking Officer Blankety Blank wasn't racking up Employee of the Month. <laughs> right. Every single month. Where are you, Toby? Because your audio is not the usual exceptional quality. Are you on the yeah. phone? Yes, I am. I'm sitting in my truck in my garage because I got a full fucking house now. Uh, hold on. How was the concert? How was the concert? Wait a minute. Is the truck running? This is important. Hold on, guys. Toby, is the truck running? Uh, no, it's parked. Turn turn your truck off. (laughs) Turn it on. Make sure you put a hose in the back of it and put it in the window. It'll give you extra oxygen for the podcast. It already is. Okay, good. You're ready to go. I'm tired. Was well, probably from all that submissions. <laughs> <laughs> hey Toby, no, let me sorry, ask you a question. What? Can I ask you a question? What? Um, are you, you going to think... ruin the podcast? No, we already did. We talked about uh, small penises earlier. We're actually almost at the end of the podcast. You, wait, you wait, barely you made. Talk it. about the. Did you talk about the button penis? Yeah, we uh we came up with the a meat new bulb. term, meat bulb. Yeah, <laughs> meat bulb. Yeah, we actually um we had a moment for those poor guys. Maybe we should uh, we should we should have another moment for these just, guys. It's That'd just nothing cool. nothing but a foreskin and a urethra. The last Sorry, time I saw penis, guys. one of those uh meat bulb penises. Uh, this dude was covered in shit and burned down his own house. I mean, would you blame him? I'd I, shit all over myself and burn down my house if I had a meat bulb. That's a normal thing to do at like ten in the morning. Hey, just just to make sure that me and Scott are on the right the right track here with the the whole theme of this podcast. If if let's say Billy Jean came to you and said, um, "You're not my lover." Mm-hmm. But Kids my not friend, my, son. my friend, Mr. Boner, he beat me up and you see that there's no real injuries, but there's a very convincing story. Would you put out a warrant for Mr. Boner based on Billy Jean's statements? I'm going to need you to repeat that because I thought you were going to make just a Michael Jackson reference and I didn't think it was an actual question. So I kind of. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, by the way, why does uh Michael Jackson like twenty eight year olds? <laughs> I don't know why. Because there's twenty eight of them, yeah, or because there's twenty of them. <laughs> I fucked up the joke. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's say you have a scenario, Toby, where you you go on a DV or something, and okay. the victim. And we'll just say for the circumstance here, the victim's female goes, my husband, he beat me up. He pushed me into a wall and he socked me in the face. She has no injury. You don't see any damage to the wall. You try to contact the guy. You cannot contact him. Would you put out a warrant based on her story? No. So where, where I work, we have a system in place that prevents that kind of thing from happening when it's very obviously bullshit um 
So what we do, we write it up and we give the victim prosecution instructions. So it puts the burden on the victim to reach out to the state's attorney's office to attempt to pursue charges. So when they wake up the next day and realize, oh, maybe I was just being a little emotional and I don't feel like pursuing charges, then we didn't do a bunch of work for nothing. That might be one thing that Illinois does. Okay. Hey, real like quick, that. I have a I have an Illinois related question that maybe you can help mm-hmm. with. Okay, okay so it, and I, I fuck I always fuck this up, but Leosa is the thing that allows cops to carry right throughout the country. Yeah. Does that not apply in Illinois? Because I heard that the other day was you actually uh, cannot for cops cannot carry in Illinois. No, Leosa absolutely applies in Illinois. It's federal. Okay. Because I, I heard a story where some guys got stopped by a trooper in Illinois and they're like, no, you cannot have a fucking gun here, even if you're a cop and you have fucking proper credentials. Well, all troopers are dumb. We know this. You can't throw me that softball and expect me to just take pitch. What academy did you get to? <laughs> it's a name. You have no name. Hey, do uh, you guys want to hear something funny? Maybe mm-hmm. funny? Probably Please. funny. Academy. So there is a. Uh, I have a new exciting. You guys stop <laughs> fucking bickering. I have a new exciting <laughs> segment of the podcast. It it. I'm working on the name, and hopefully he continues it. Uh, some of the prior episodes, we've had a a cop from England, which, by the way, I have a uh, one real quick thing to play before we get into this. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. But he sends some of the funniest shit, and he's been sending his impression of police in the United States, which I don't know if you guys have heard this yet because the podcast is not out, so I'm going to play this for you guys. Driver, step out of the vehicle with your hands in the air where I can see them. So that is his impression of American police officers. So I asked him, I was like, if you ever just feel the need to make fun of Americans with your fake American accent, please feel free to send it to me. And I have one. This one he calls LAPD meets Johnny Stash at Starbucks. And if you guys don't remember, Johnny Stash is our sex expert on the podcast who is a swinger. Here we go. Oh, hey, it's Officer Brittany of the LAPD. Um, I was thinking maybe we should stop on like the 405 and like we can get Starbucks or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great idea. Oh, oh, hi. Can I have a caramel spiced pumpkin latte? Um, but I would like the vanilla sauce. Um, but can it be dairy free meal? Because <laughs> of course I'm lactose intolerant because I'm from LA. Um, also, just a little <laughs> snack. Could I have some toast with avocado and kale? Uh, yeah, gee, thanks. Um, oh my God, is that is that Johnny Stash? Um, oh, oh, he can pour his tea into my harbor anytime. Ooh. I don't know what the fuck that was, but it was amazing. Well done, British guy. Now go brush your teeth and go to. If you uh. Have you ever seen the skit The Californians? Uh, I don't think I have. Did he rip it, it off? No, but <laughs> it's it's uh 
fairly similar the way they talk. So hopefully he continues to send more because it it makes me happy. <laughs> and a shout out to our good friend Johnny Stash, the sex expert, somehow because he has sex with women. I think it uh, is sexpert. Sexpert is right. Okay, so Toby, you came a little late. That's what she said, but at least you came. <laughs> Sorry, Ahsoka. But did she come first? She never comes. Um, oh. Remember, it's a myth, guys. It's a myth, guys. Low, low. All of it. Um, Hidden low. <laughs> I've been on kind of w- a kick with the podcast lately, and you guys are going to be victims of it also because I'm curious. There's a new question I've been asking the guests of the podcast, <clears throat> and that is, and Toby, you can come first for the per the usual. What is your favorite death story, Toby? On the job death story. My favorite on the job death story. Oh fuck! Oh, got a good one. Go ahead, go ahead, Toby. Uh, I I concede my time to Mister Scotch while I think about this. Can I say that I'm so glad Toby's here? I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here with you, Scotch. Fuck you, Lloyd. Toby, yeah. I'm I'm so glad you finally came. <laughs> he said, "Um, we had let's see, I'm trying to figure out the the uh, what do you call the the way that they died, the uh, mechanism of death or whatever." <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know what it, I don't know. Like maybe it was, it was like a heart attack. It was something like natural or whatever. No, 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 no. It was auto asphyxiation or whatever. That's what it was. So, question one why do so many people die on the toilet? I don't know, but this dude, or in a bathroom, this dude was on the toilet naked. But I don't think it was a belt around his neck. I think it was like a, like a piece of string or rope around his neck. And let me finish before you make jokes. Something was like his throat looked strange, like kind of other than the rope around his neck. It looked kind of strange. He had a probably a 10 inch uh, cucumber shoved down his throat and it was sticking out of his mouth like it was in his mouth. So he was gagging. He was he was sucking a cucumber, choking himself, masturbating on the toilet. He was naked. Uh, it's like I, a reverse blumpkin. It's a- <laughs> Like instead of getting a blowjob while you're taking a shit, you're giving a blowjob while you're taking a shit. What's that called? A blumpkin? Uh, a, a blumpkin? Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah, can I get a blumpkin spice latte? <laughs> Thank Toby. you for coming. That was good. Thank you for that coming, Toby. Thank you for coming. I, I will always come with you. 
Yeah? What's gonna happen, Jersey? Three things. I hit you, you hit the tape, and I fuck your mom again. <laughs> yes. Okay, get your giggles I, under control and finish your story. No, I'm no. Trying, I don't. I think that's all. I mean, he was dead. He had a cucumber. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, guys. <clears throat> no, dude, Scott's was, giggles are like the cutest thing ever. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Giggles. Um, <laughs> the dude. I, I want to say I want to say he had a heart attack, but yeah, he was doing some sexual thing. Everybody's dealt with a sexual t- style, sexual style death. But this dude was on toilet naked in his mom's house. Uh, he's Did like you do any meat gazing? I looked. I mean, I looked at it. It was bigger than the dude that I spoke about earlier, which was Toby. Hey, <laughs> sorry, Toby. I'm sorry. We we clarified this. We're gonna make fun. We have made fun of you. We're currently making fun of you, and we're gonna make fun of you in the future. But please understand that you're the brother that we can make fun of, but no one else is allowed, or <laughs> we'll curb stomp you. Like we love, we love the hell out of you. Allegedly, <laughs> it's it's like a what's a a squeak from basketball. I've never seen basketball. Wake up, bitch. Oh. You're my new best friend. What? Are we going to the zoo? <laughs> Dude, you got to see basketball. It's a classic. Hi, I know. Guys. I know. I know. Sorry. That I've, never seen... I've never seen space balls either. I know that's a good one. I've never seen space balls. I, I heard it's awesome. But I've never uh, seen it. Lloyd, I tried to message you a while back, but messenger wasn't working orgasmo was such a good movie oh yeah it's so good that sucks dudes and i'm telling you it's jobs we gotta get jobs then we get the khakis then we get the chicks their little lives are ruined and all you can do is argue about who's the bigger penis i mean child longwanger oh throbbing cock (laughs) (laughs) toby with this podcast yeah, it does. Toby wouldn't know he wasn't here. He was he went to a college academy. Toby, do you have a small penis story, really quick, if I may? I'm, I'm, I'm really glad question. you added the word story onto the end of that question. <laughs> because you kind of drew out the word penis and left me hanging there for a second until you said story. And you really put me uh, on the spot, and I didn't know whether to lie or not. We talked about small penis stories, and I was just wondering if you had one other than, you know, yourself. Damn. So, uh, yeah, you don't. I've, guys, for everybody listening, I've seen Toby's penis. It's huge. Okay, Toby, carry on. You still haven't sent us our glow-in-the-dark clone willy did I tell you who the officer of the podcast was? <laughs> uh, okay. Little penis story. Probably, man, I already blew my Does load. Does it involve on a it. mirror? Does it involve a mirror? 
Uh, no, but it involves a house burning down, but I already told you about it. Okay, lame. All right. Well, that was my that was my little penis story. I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Otherwise, I would have saved it. Sorry. Uh, okay. You're right. I'm sorry. You you blew your wad. I did. Right. And I need at least at least a few hours to recuperate <laughs> before you could go again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hold on. You ten can't years just do ago, one after another. I'm gonna say 24 hours minimum. Yeah. Are you serious? You prove... Are you fucking serious? Uh, probably. Uh... Wait, you're gonna think of a second story right on the spot right now? No, I need time. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, I probably could have thought of one. It maybe 20 minutes, maybe right away. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Can you can you talk about your death story now? Can I have my podcast back? Quit uh, fucking flirting no. with each other. No. I'm the author of the podcast. I'm the mystery guest. <laughs> Let's hear your no, stupid death story. Thinking of a death story. College Academy. <laughs> I love so that. Like I can push though. that. I can push that every single second of the podcast, so you'd fucking laugh. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, Admiral Nelson's spiced rum. rum. It's like a knockoff of Captain Morgan, I guess. Oh. (laughs) Admiral Nelson. I prefer Sailor Jerry. (laughs) Nelson. An inside joke. Let it be a part of one someday. Well, <laughs> we're waiting. Toby, you ever going to tell the story or are we just going to listen to Scotch Giggle? I'm trying to think of all the people. I, I haven't really had any horrific ones. I mean, funny probably ones? One, of the, one of the worst ones. Or, funny? Uh, well, huh? <laughs> Uh, let me think. There was one dude who, uh, it wasn't my call, but I ended up having to show up. Uh, he croaked with, uh, he, eh, he was surrounded by dildos. Uh, dild, dildi? Dildi. Dildi. <laughs> Multiple dildi. Um, so that was probably embarrassing for him. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what you want from me here. You're fucking uh, here. To... Mystery guest. Usually when somebody logs on as mystery guest, it's like fun and exciting. Toby's like, oh, man, this is a lot more stressful than my academy. <laughs> Below the belt, I'll allow it. Since when is it Fuck illegal? You, Lloyd. <laughs> You're a bitch. Cut your sugar. (laughs) (laughs) You dick. (laughs) I did. Hey, I made my, well, I didn't make my my overall weight, but I I made, you know what? You know I made a substantial step today, you (laughs) dick. How dare you? Well, that's more than you've done all week. (laughs) (laughs) No, 
where you need to lose a couple hundred pounds, blimp. <laughs> you get a little I'm gonna, personal here. I'm going to come over there it. and jam an oar up your ass. <laughs> I'm with you, Toby. Hey, Grunsky, you losing weight? That's how that moment just felt to me. And I'm good with it. All right. Well, this is this is quickly, as always, derailing because Toby's here. So we're gonna end this podcast. <laughs> it is it's not my fault. It's never my fault. I so, show up and these said. guys start acting like children. No, that <laughs> happened well before. We we actually established that this is us. It's not your fault. It's it's us. <laughs> you know, I think Saul's theory holds true. Two of us, we can be serious. Three of us, nope. We're we're children. Speaking of children, and I mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. The next podcast, I think, is going to be the St. Patrick's Day extravaganza. And I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna break my rule because I'm Irish and I'm allowed to. And I think a lot of us will be there. I hope. Are you gonna be there, Toby? Uh pencil me in for a yes. Scotch, are you going to be there? I plan on it, yeah. Toby, your replacement might be there, too. That would be a little awkward. My replacement? Hey, I mean, no. I mean, I mean, the other guy that was on the podcast. Not not, yeah. not your replacement. Yeah, You'll never replace. Right. You'll never you be replaced. Replace me. You can never replace the cuggles. The, the, you know. What? Yeah, the cuddles that we shared. You know, the thing. Thing. Yeah, that thing. You know. That thing. <laughs> I I tried to say cuddles and snuggles at the same time, and it just just jumbled up. Yeah. Cuddles. At least you didn't accidentally say that, like an N word or something. That would have been weird. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but on that note, I guess uh, we should end this podcast because what is I don't, what's, I don't know what's happening. What, Lloyd? May I? I've got a question for you, Lloyd. Yeah. Maybe this means more to you than it does to me. But uh, there was a guest. I don't know if I should. There was a guest on the podcast. He's been a guest, I think, a couple times. So he wants. He wants to no, no. Officer Ben. He, no. It's okay. Nope. I'm gonna mute you, fucking Toby. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he wants me to ask you something. I don't know why yet. He asked me to ask you a question. Okay, I think I know where this is. I think I know where this is from, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, what the question is, but go ahead. He's from Canada, our neighbors to the north. Okay. <laughs> he he wants to know. Uh, I <laughs> am. I am proud to be an American. No. He wants to know if you've came out to your family about being a rollerblader. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Does that mean something to you? Do you know it? It that? does. It does. <laughs> Fuck you, Jonesy. Um, O'Reilly or whatever your fucking name is. Okay. So here, here's here's Terry. The, here's nobody's saying you can't eat the banana, but you can't stand on the corner sucking on it for a half an hour. You actually got to take a bite. I was here's murdered. The... <laughs> here's the story. Um. I used to play hockey pretty frequently, but it was admittedly 
roller hockey with roller blades because I'm a poor and ice hockey is expensive. So I played roller hockey where a season is a hundred bucks compared to like 400, 500 for a ice hockey season. And recently I was out cause I was like, I kind of miss skating and that's a different way of exercise. And I'll switch things up. And I sent him a message and just asking him uh, some questions about maybe the boot. I was having an issue with the boot and I figured, well, he's fucking Canadian. He would know. And then he asked me if I was ice skating. I said, no. And then he asked me the very same question. If I had came out to my family yet because I rollerblade and I have not came out yet. You haven't came. Do not come. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) come. Is this your coming out event? You know, there's some jokes I could make, but A, I'm not drunk enough, and B, I don't want to get canceled quite yet. Okay. Yeah. So so we're clear. You are a rollerblader, a roller hockey, a roller, or a hockey roller. Do we know how you roll? Hmm? How do you roll? Come. Come. Come on, me. Whoa. <laughs> that sounded like Toby. That did sound like Toby. <laughs> Good afternoon, Cleveland Police. Hey, come, Guzzler. Cleveland Police, can I help him? Really worship my cock. Got it you know you being right now, I got you. It's I'm... getting hard. Balls rubbing against your chin. And before I come, I'm going to squeeze your nose, and you're going to take it all. Can you handle that? Report. Think you can handle that? Come in the stomach. Okay, that's enough of that. What, what was the question? The question is, was that, a call, was that a call that Ben took? What call? I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, it could have been. It could have been. Could have been. We've derailed. Thanks, Toby. Good job, Toby. I did. I did nothing wrong. Toby, Lloyd, kick him out of here. No, I'm the officer. I'm the officer of the podcast. Kick yourself off. <laughs> I'm gonna get myself yourself. off. <laughs> At this point, you know what's amazing. You know, yourself off, Kirby. Is this podcast started out so serious? Super serious. I I, like probably one of the few times we'll ever discuss anything related to heaven and hell. Yeah. And now we're talking about button penises and cum (laughs) and Lord, I what's the common factor? What's the common factor? Toby started talking about button penises before I even got here. But we were thinking about you. We mentioned you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Toby. Why would you mention me when you're talking about button penises? I guess you'll have to wait until the podcast comes out to see. It's not very nice, Scott. 
Toby, you were given a lot of honor. Well, and well, well. How the, the turntables. turntables. <laughs> <laughs> no, love you, Toby. And your button penis. I am hemorrhoid! <laughs> you sure enjoyed my button penis when we were rutting scotch. I love your button penis. It's cute. <laughs> It's cute. <laughs> it's cute like a button. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just kidding. It's literally, literally just a urethra. <laughs> yes, Toby has a huge penis. You mean you wanted me to say it? I just want everybody to know I've been trying to end this podcast for about 20 minutes now. So you don't blame been. anything that's but, been said. Look at us. I just keep. This is our I just keep I just keep going, even though you're already finished. (laughs) It's the Midwestern goodbye. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep talking for 20 minutes. God damn it, I'm going to mute you, you son of a bitch. (laughs) It's it's where you're, you're trying to say goodbye, but you're standing in the doorway talking for 20 minutes. No. That's not a Midwestern thing. That's not a Midwestern thing. I think that's just a it good is. people thing. It's a Midwestern thing. I'm, a Midwestern maybe I'm from the mid. I'm from Midwestern. Maybe I'm actually Midwestern and not Appalachian. Appalachian. Hey, Toby, do me a favor. No. Say bye. Shut up. Do it. He's do not going to do it. Say bye. Do what? Say bye. Say bye. No. No. Okay. He Toby doesn't want to say bye to you guys. Scotch, say bye. Y'all come up. I don't know what that means. That's a- <laughs> I just muted him too. Well, you guys know what to do as Toby raises his hand and screams into the microphone because he can't talk right now because I muted his ass. Take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast because without them, I got to unmute them. Uh, that's That's just wrong. I don't know how to unmute them. But you guys can unmute yourselves. But with that said, uh, you guys know what to do. Take care of the fine sponsors of the podcast because without them, I cannot make this very terribly made podcast. Uh, buy coins, merch, all that good stuff to keep this thing going. And of course, please tell a friend because who doesn't want to hear about Jesus and come on the same podcast? With that said, remember, Toby, you have the last word here. Holy come? Would that be holy come? And I love most of you. Bye-bye. <laughs>